glory hallelujah i said hallelujah it is your season your season is here it is your season to shine the glory of god is not only here on earth the glory of god is not only upon you the glory of god is not only in you you are the glory of god here on earth shine forth hallelujah <laughs> Woo! glory shine forth shine forth in the kingdom of your father shine forth in the kingdom of your father shine forth his glory shine forth his life Woo! hallelujah glory Woo! i'm excited right now i don't know about you but the glory of god is here hallelujah hallelujah oh glory look at that commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners christ died for us i'll be speaking about the love of god the love of god first i want us to know that god is love the bible tells us that god is love the bible did not say god has love god himself is love without god there's nothing like love there are several people great men great women that have written great books and in their books they try to define love you know um, some people have actually defined love as a feeling some have defined love as an idea as a concept as an emotion um, they've all tried to define love but the truth is none of them have actually been able to define love they all tried but the Bible is the only book that has defined love. Um, as much as they define love themselves, they themselves become a victim of their definitions. Because they get to a point where, because they based their love on their definition of what it is, they, they get to a point where their definitions could not answer the questions of some of the things that they go through in life. You see, God is love. The Bible is the only book 
that has defined love. And that's the shortest definition for love you find anywhere. It says God is love. Love is not a feeling. Love is not a concept. Love is a person. Love is a spirit. And love created everything. The foundation of everything is love. Anything outside love does not exist. God is love. God is love. The devil understands that once a man or a woman understands love as being this, understands God as being love, and understands love as being God, he knows that first, he has lost the battle over that life from the angle of religion. He has lost the battle over that life from the angle of sin. Because an understanding of God, an experience of God as love, frees from the power and the stronghold of sin. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 19 goes as to tells, tell us, it says, And to know the love of Christ, which passeth understanding, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. To know the love of Christ. Please, the word know there is not talking about the head knowledge. It's talking about the experiential knowledge. The love of Christ is better experienced than head or than uh, memorized. It's, it's an experience. I mean, it's the love of God. God happens to a man. When God happens to a man, the man now has this experiential knowledge. He has tasted of God. He has the experiential knowledge of Christ. And this knowledge he has passes normal knowledge. You see? He's talking about a no that is not from knowledge. He's talking about a no that is from experience. He said, I mean, reading from Ephesians chapter 3 verse 19, he says, And to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. So, when you experience God, it fills you. When God happens to you, it does not just happen and leave you. It becomes part of you. It fills us. So, God is love. God did not, at some point, develop love. Amen. Um, building on that, I want to correct the notion that God, at some point, started loving man. Or God, at some point, developed the attribute of love. Uh, God was love even before Jesus physically came to die. How do I know this? Before God created man, God had already made a plan for the salvation, for the redemption, and for the restoration of man. You know, God has already made a, a plan for man, a full package for man. He, he was considering man and he knew the whole face that man would go through. He knew that man would fall. He knew. <laughs> he knew. You see, and that's why we say the knowledge, I mean, the love of God passeth all understanding. He knew that man would fall and he already made the redemptive work, the, the, the salvation, the redemption and the restoration. He already made that plan for man. Eh? Revelation chapter 13 verse 8 says, And all the earth and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the lamp slain from the foundation of the world. Can you see that? So even before man fell, the sacrifice for his sin was already made, I mean, was already taken care of. Hallelujah. So God did not um, at some point now develop love. He was love from the very foundation. 
Now, I know the question will now arise. Oh, if God was love, why was he raining judgment on people in the Old Testament? Awesome. Um, let me quickly bring this out. First, the law was introduced because God loved man. Really? I know somebody will say, really? <laughs> yes, that's just it. Now, this was the analogy that the Holy Spirit gave me. Let us look at it from this scenario. I am a son and I'm very adventurous. I have a dad that knows what how I think. He understands how I think. Because I'm a product of him. I came out of him. Okay? He already knows how I think. So, he knows that I am planning to go stand in front of a car. I'm very adventurous. I want to know. I want to experience that. Or I want to jump head down on top of a tree. And he knows that this tree I will jump from. Once I do that, I'm going to break my bones. So, he calls me and tells me, Son, don't jump from a tree. Don't ever try it. I said, yes, I have heard. But I still went ahead to go jump. And when I was about to jump, he saw me on the tree. And he brought me down and said, from now on, I will lock you indoors when I will not be around. Or I'm going to make sure that there's an escort that is always around you to monitor your movement. The reason why he told me in the first place not to ever try to jump from a tree was because he loved me. The reason why he took me from on top of that tree and locked me up in the house, as ash as that sounds or as ash as that, as that seems, is because he still loves me. He is trying to protect me. It is still an attribute of love. Okay, now, many of us think that the law actually began at Sinai. No, it did not. The commandments, do not do this, actually began from the Garden of Eden. God told Adam, of all the trees that are in, in the garden, you can freely eat. He said, but of that one which is in the middle of the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat. That is a command. And the reason why he gave it to us was because he loved us. He loved man. He didn't want man to eat of it as at then. He knew what the repercussion would be if they ate of it as at then. So he told them in advance. That is a law. It doesn't have to be written down to become a law. First, I want us to know that it takes a spirit to either create or destroy another spirit. A physical being cannot create or destroy as it concerns the spirit realm. However, the spirit can destroy another spirit or create another spirit in the spirit realm and the result can be seen in the physical realm. So, for a law or for the law, a, the law that is called the law of condemnation, the law of death, for it to be able to kill a man, how? By giving power to sin and sin produces death. That tells you that that law is a spiritual law. Yes, it is represented physically, but it is a spiritual law. And if it is a spiritual law, it tells you that it long existed before that physical representation came to be. So the law did not start at Sinai. The law instead gained physical manifestation at Sinai. The law itself, because of love, the command, don't do this because of love, actually started from the Garden of Eden. So, God telling Adam and Eve not to eat of the fruit of the garden is like my father telling me, don't jump from a tree. Now, the law was given because of the hardness of the heart of man. When my dad told me not to jump from a tree, I still went ahead, stubbornness, to climb that tree, wanting to jump. Because of that, my father now took me, took a next step that seemed more ash, that seemed more, more, more inconsiderate. It seemed that way. By locking me up in the house, 
That is exactly what the Lord did. The Bible says that we were shut up. Shut up. Unto faith. Away from faith. Okay. It's in Galatians chapter 3 verse 23. It said, but before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up unto faith, which should be, we should afterwards be revealed. And we see that. So, like my dad locking me up in the house, it seems I don't have the freedom to express who I am. That's how it seemed. But he knows that in expressing this kind of person I am at that age, I am wanting to jump off a tree. I'm going to break my legs or my arms or even my neck or my head. So he locks me up. Not because he hates me. Not because he doesn't want me to be free. Not because um, he wants to punish me. But because of his love for me, his concern for me. The reason why God gave the law in the first place was for the benefit of man. Why? It was a schoolmaster to discipline us, shut us up, so that as at the time when faith, the word of God, I'm sure we know there's a relationship, direct relationship between faith and the word of God. In fact, they are the same. As soon as faith arrives on the scene, we will value it. As soon as Jesus, the word of God, faith comes by hearing the word of God. As soon as Jesus shows up on the scene, we will value him. So, it's not that God now developed love at some point. Even in the law, he was still showing forth his love. Check it out. If you obey the law, it is to your own benefit. No, it doesn't add to God. It doesn't remove from God. It only adds to you as a man. Now, Jesus now came on the scene. He now gave us what we were trying to bring into ourselves by obeying the law. Now, get this right. Obeying the law does not make you righteous. It doesn't. It will benefit you physically, but it does not culminate into anything. It does not accumulate. It does not add anything to your spirit being. That is just the truth. I might not have enough time to digest that and show us that, but that is just the truth. Obeying the law to become righteous is like trying to bleach a pregnant woman so that the baby is going to give birth to will become light complexioned. Can you see how fruitless that will be? I'm sure we see how fruitless, how fruitless that effort will be. The same thing with obeying the law, thinking that is what will make us righteous. Now listen, righteousness is not what you do. Righteousness is who lives in you. Reading the law to become righteous is like reading a script to become the person you are acting. <laughs> you can act that person perfectly, but you are still never that person. You are still not that person. No matter how much you act, how closely costumed and well rehearsed and perfectly acted you are, you are still not that person. Now, Jesus came and gave us his nature, exchanged who he is for us. We were condemned and taken to the slaughter. He came around and said, we are innocent. He is the one that did it. So, he actually exchanged. The Bible says, he became the sin. He didn't carry the sin. He became the sin of the world. So, Jesus exchanged who we are for who he is and now told us to keep on living his life. So, the life you right now have is not yours. You have been bought with a price and that price is the blood of Jesus. That's exactly what Jesus did. He exchanged. He didn't change. Not like he took us and started washing us and now he now says we are sin free. We are not sin free. We are sinless. We never sinned. Not like we had sin in us and it was washed off. So, now, now we are now announced, oh, we are now sin free. No. We were sinless. That is what it means. We have never sinned. We have been justified. Justified. Just if I had. 
justified, free from everything we've ever done. That's what Jesus did. So the life we have now, we live it out. We are not trying to get the nature inside by what we do outside. No, we are trying. What we are doing now is not even trying. We are living, expressing the life we have inside of us outside. So if someone reads the law and sees us living the grace life, he starts wondering, wow, this person is so fine obeying the law so easy. It's not the law we are obeying, it's the nature we are living out. Hallelujah. So God so loved us that he gave us his very nature. He returned to us what we lost in Eden. Hallelujah. Okay, now let's examine this next verse. It says, that is 1 John chapter 2. It says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If a man, if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Now take note of this. That place did not say, If any man love the world, the love for the Father is not in him. No. He says, If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Now this is very clear. This exactly buttresses what we read first in the very 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 second verse that we read that is Ephesians chapter 3 verse 19 which says to know the love of God which passeth knowledge that we might be filled with all the fullness of God this one says the love of the father now the love of God is the only power that can overcome the love of the world <laughs> did you get that now it says if any man love the world the love of it didn't say the love for the love of the father is not in him so it means what is in a man that makes not loving the world possible is the love of the father not the love for the father not your love for god no the love of god being in you is what empowers you not to love the world so how does that love of the Father get into you? He said, to know the love of Christ, Ephesians chapter 3 verse 19, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Which fullness of God are we getting? The fullness of the love of God. Experiential knowledge that has rubbed off on, on us and is now indwelling in us. When the love of the Father is in us, then the power to live above the world descends. Now, have you discovered that what you are conscious of, you always fall from? <laughs> Three things will ever come to a man. What he prepares for, what he runs away from, and what he is afraid of. What he is afraid of, what he prepares for, and what he runs away from. These three things will ever, forever come to a man. When a man becomes conscious of the love of God, the love of the world disappears. When a man becomes conscious of the love of the world, he can never lay hold or grasp the love of God. Now, what does it mean to be conscious of the love of the world? Now, I didn't say he has... I didn't say he has the love of the world in him. That's not what I said. What I said was, he's conscious of the love of the world. Now, a man wakes up in the morning and says, Oh God, help me today not to commit sin. As good as this prayer sounds, it actually comes from a consciousness of sin. This person is conscious of the fact that, Wow, there's a possibility for me to sin today. So God, help me not to sin. And so when that person is walking, he's conscious. Oh, I don't want to sin. Oh, I don't want to tell lies. Oh, I don't want to eat this person. Oh, I don't want to do this. Now, this person is actually spending his time thinking about not sinning. In other words, he's actually thinking about sin. <laughs> his mind is preoccupied with sin. And he's preparing not to sin. This is one of the things he's preparing for. And it will get to him. You see? Whereas there's another person that rises up in the morning and stands up praising God for the finished work. 
you know he rises up and he's so grateful because he has the understanding of god's love for him he knows that this love is supplying all his need physically spiritually everything he needs to live a godly life the bible says that god has given unto us all that pertains to life and godliness through the knowledge of him do you see that again through the knowledge of him let me quickly open where, where it is you know turn with me to second peter chapter 1 verse 3 it says according as his divine power at giving at giving not will give he has already given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness he says through the knowledge of him that had called us to glory and virtue can you see that again the knowledge of him who is this in god who is god love the knowledge of god's love this person rises up he is so aware of god's love and he just keep praising god he just keep worshiping god you know he is so excited he is conscious of righteousness he is conscious of the finished work he rises on his feet he is so happy he is moving about he is not conscious of sin he is conscious of righteousness and therefore he lives a righteous life that the effortlessly not with struggle at the end of the day, it doesn't come into he comes into the house thanking God. It doesn't come into the house quickly rushing to contact the Lord to see what he has obeyed and which one he has broken, which has disobeyed. And when he now discovers ones which he will always discover, he now starts to condemn himself as if it's all about him, as if he made God God, as if he, were, he partook in the already finished work of grace, as if as if he was the one that invited Jesus down to come and die for his sin. Do you understand? This is what sin consciousness does and that is what religion empowers religion empowers sin's consciousness grace empowers righteousness consciousness the love of god i'm talking about the love of god now a certain day the pharisees you know wanted to tempt jesus <laughs> hallelujah the pharisees gathered together and they decided that today we will tempt this jesus we want to see how much he knows hallelujah they want to tempt the wisdom of God. The Bible says Jesus is the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. Um, Matthew chapter 22 from verse 33 down to 40. It says, And when the multitude said this, they were astonished at his doctrine. But <laughs> when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. So fast, gathered together, trying to shut Jesus up because he just shut the Pharisees down. Now, then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question tempting him and saying master can you see that which is the greatest commandment in the law jesus being the wisdom of god answered their questions and left it at that <laughs> he said jesus said unto them thou shalt love the lord thy god with all thy heart seriously with all thy soul wonderful with all thy mind these are laws that are not possible to obey your soul is your your soul your mind your soul is you you, your soul lives in your body that is you that means everything that has to do with you is just about loving god you don't have time to go eat you don't have time to wear clothes you don't have time to think about school you don't have time to build your career all you are doing is god 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 your mind your thinking faculty is god 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 uh, you didn't choose the food you wanted to eat you didn't even cook this you have known god you're only thinking about god 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 and with all your mind nobody ever obeyed that law you see and this is a demand from us the second one says this is the first and great commandment that is verse 38 verse 39 said and the second is like unto thee, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself now you become the yastic to determine what love is so if i'm a suicide bomber i destroy myself in a in a, in a blast and kill 50 people i still have not broken the law 
because I'm the yastic for what love should be. <laughs> Do you see it? Still demanding from me. Do you understand that? The law. That's what the law is. The law demands, thou shalt not do this. It's not just about what you do, what you do, what you didn't do. That's the law. Demand, demand, demand. It is your love towards God. You will love God. You know, a demand that you cannot obey. That's the law. Nobody obeyed it. Even Moses that brought the law fell under the law. You see, an understanding and a life that functions along with the law is an anti-love, anti-God, anti-Christ spirit. Because the law demands from you love of god tells you what god has already given you look at everything we've been reading he's telling us about what god has already delivered unto us now the last verse says and on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets can you imagine that the law and the prophets these are the two things on which all the laws and the prophets hang on you struggling to love god and you being the yastic for what love should be seriously now the negative or the or the or the verse of the bible that negates this verse is in john 3 16. this is not about you loving god this is and for god so loved the world that he gave can you see supply there it is not you your effort now towards god it is god's provision for you religion demands the law demands grace delivers the Holy spirit told me one day said the difference between the law and grace is the law tells you to do to become grace says you do because you have become we see the difference so grace starts from inside out the law starts from outside in and that's why jesus used the same statement for pharisees and sadducees saying that you are hypocrites you wash outside of the cup and live inside dirty the law affects your outward actions and it is a struggle because your outward actions might not exactly be who you really are inside (laughs) you know many do church who they are inside actually negates what they do in church check them out at work check them out at home they are directly opposite of who they are in the church if you are like this at work let them know you like that at home let them know you are like that you know at church everywhere your life is not compartmentalized you behave differently in church behave differently at home this is what religion does and it is because there is no still no understanding of the love of god this is what causes this hallelujah Let's see the last verse we might be observing. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. It says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. I think we've discussed this. Or let me just brush over it. This place says, Love the, not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Now, how do we stop loving the world or the things that are inside the world? It says, If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. If any man love the world, the reason why he loves the world is because the love of the father is not in him he didn't say the love for the father he said the love of the father oh so it is still not your love towards god it is still the love of god towards you how well has it registered in your mind how well has it registered in your soul how much has it registered in your spirit the more you have the understanding of god's love inside of you the more you have the power to live above the love of the world Bible says three things are in the world lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life. These are the three classes under which every kind of sin exists lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. These three. Hallelujah. Just these three. You see, the power to live above sin comes from the love of God. God is not one pie in the sky or one crazy looking dude in the sky with thunder and lightning looking for who's head to break god poured his anger 
already on Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. God already poured his anger on Jesus on the cross of Calvary. The anger meant for men. A judgment meant for us. He poured it all on Jesus. And Jesus took it willingly. Just for that love. When a man understands the love of God, everything good begins to happen to him. Whatever he goes through is a face with which God is using to prepare him for the next level. You see, nothing works in the Christian food outside love. The power to heal the sick. The power to see visions, prophesy, the power to, to save, to be saved. Everything exists in an understanding of the love of God. All that you need to do is to believe in this love. The Bible says, Abraham believed God and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. The Bible makes us to understand that with the heart, man believeth. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Salvation necessarily is not from sin. Salvation from disease. Salvation from sickness. Salvation from poverty. Salvation from torment. Salvation from bad dreams. Salvation from everything. I pray that the understanding of the love of God will turn upon everyone hearing this message. I pray that every stronghold of the devil over you is dismantled right now in the name of Jesus. I ring the bell of jubilee over you over your life in the name of jesus i decree and declare that the power of the enemy the torment of the enemy every possession every obsession every oppression of the devil comes to an end because the love of god is shed abroad right now in your hearts in the name of jesus i decree that everything that is has found its foot only you right now but was not part of the plan of god for your life is not part of the love package of god for you i dismantle it now by the reason of the anointing and by the reason of the word of god i decree you are free in the name of jesus begin to thank god because you are healed because you are saved because you are delivered in the name of jesus amen i believe you have been blessed by this little piece you've listened to if you want to get this message to other people or you want to invest in this ministry to spread the word to the ends of the earth, please feel free to contact us on 0806-882-8370, 0806-882-8370 or faithonia at gmail.com. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name.